The Eufy Video Lock takes the place of separate smart locks, security cameras, and doorbells all in one simple to install unit. A Phillips screwdriver was all I needed. The Eufy 330 Video Lock took me 20 minutes to install and there is no hard wiring necessary as it's powered by a 4 month rechargeable 10,000 mAh battery. The Eufy Video Locks are complete with fingerprint technology, passcode entry, physical keys, and free local storage for crystal clear 2K video. There is absolutely no contract nor the need for costly monthly monitoring subscriptions. The free Wi-Fi driven iOS and Android compatible apps let you have full control over your new Eufy video lock system in just a few clicks. Convenience and security are extremely important and the Eufy video lock delivers on both. That's Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock. Because as the host of Uncomfortable Podcast, you just never know who or what will wind up at your front door. Visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock and get yours now. That's eufy, E-U-F-Y. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Doing that, I was face-to-face with it. It was holding me by my throat, and it felt like it was sucking something out of me. I probably should have been more scared than I was when I witnessed the exorcism. I turned and looked on my right side. When I did, there's there's a beam on the side of the tree, a large beam. It's looking at me and I'm looking at it. After I hit the lock button and looked back up, I saw red eyes staring back at me. If they're going to show multiple gods all over the earth, to be able to speak in people's languages, and at that point, it kind of converge into this one entity, which will be revealed as extraterrestrial. You'll realize that aliens are the gods of old. And at that point, it'll wipe religion out of the context of humanity. No, it couldn't have been a person. I know that. I know that people can't run through the woods like that. So this thing comes into view, and I see it. It's 50 yards away from me. It's walking. It's walking on two legs. It's huge. This is a big, hairy-looking being. Welcome. I'm your host. And this is Uncomfortable. you're new to the show and you've come to me by way of the confessionals podcast thank you stick around we've got a lot of great stuff coming along i think you're gonna like it now tonight's episode i think this is gonna be a bit of a burn burner for you paranormal 
freaks out there. A listener of the show reached out to me after hearing my episode on the confessionals and had some very kind words about the things that I had gone through in the past. Before we got all loosey-goosey with talking about tonight's guest, um, she had started telling me about some of the things a friend of hers experienced. I encouraged her to reach out to this friend and let him know that I would be interested in talking to him. Well, thankfully for us, you and I, he's agreed. So if you would please give a warm, uncomfortable welcome to Mr. Justin Rinley. Justin, welcome to Uncomfortable. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for being with us tonight. Yeah, no problem. So, I know you sent me a couple of messages as far as what had been going on. And I tried, uh, I, I tried very hard to read through without absorbing much because I did not want to uh, have anything spoiled for me. I wanted to hear about this firsthand with the listeners at the same time. So, Justin, if you would, uh, just go ahead and let's get into it. Um, okay. Um, this, uh, this, this, this all kind of happened to me, uh, about 17, 18 years ago. Um, I am, uh, I'm 35 now. This all happened when I was around 17 years old. Um, I actually am from East Texas, uh, around the Tyler area and I moved to Lexington, um, for a, uh, internship on a, thoroughbred horse farm um and kind of the way that all started was uh when i was in high school um i i i hated school um <laughs> and uh but, you know uh typical kid didn't didn't really think it mattered much and uh was just kind of gutting it out trying to get through it but one day I went into a class and the teacher had an assignment um, she wanted to know what our plan was after high school um, and it had just so happened like a week or so before that uh, through a family member I had uh, I'd, I'd met a guy which I was uh, I, I was into horses back then and uh, you know cattle and agricultural and, that, and that's just wow but that's what I wanted to do. I wanted, I was trying to figure out a way to make a living uh, uh, in that line of work. Um, you talk to very many people doing that though. And it's, uh, it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's a hard way to find, figure out how to make a living in. So, uh, but I met this guy and he was involved in thoroughbreds and he kind of introduced me to the thoroughbred world. Um, and I kind of heard, um, some stories from him about, uh, the business and, and, and how much money some people made and, and, uh, now as prospects as, as uh, thoroughbreds, are you talking just about like stock horses that are, are for breeding and, and stuff like that? And for people's, uh, to purchase and, and own for themselves, or are you talking about race horses or, uh, mainly it's mainly race horses. Okay. Um, that's, that's, uh, 
that's the big business up there and uh that was what he was involved in and uh and uh that's that that's what i went up there to try to get involved in was uh the racehorse world uh but uh uh anyway he he told me uh just kind of how it all worked and there was this one farm and they had this internship program up there and it was just kind of a deal if you got accepted into this internship and and made it all the way through it uh you had a lot of options open to you at that point so flash forward a week or so i go into school um and this is the assignment and so i wrote up an assignment about how i was uh gonna go to this uh thoroughbred internship program and learn everything there is to know about thoroughbred horse racing and uh and uh yeah be up there and make a living and all that kind of stuff but uh during during the process of writing the essay and stuff about it uh just for just for shits and giggles i filled out an application for the internship program Mm-hmm. And Lord and behold, I got accepted to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I went in and turned in my assignment, and I also turned in my acceptance uh, letter for their internship program, nice. and told uh, told the school, you know, like uh, y'all need to figure out how to get me graduated. Like I was, I was only a junior; I still had my senior year to go. Uh, there was a little bit of pushback from them about it, but I pretty much told them, like, uh, it's your fault you you're you're the one that assigned me to figure all this out so i did anyway (laughs) i love it yeah so uh, put it right back on them yeah so good for uh, you so i I went into uh what they called an op grad program uh within a couple months i'd finished up all the curriculum i was graduated um and um i kind of had to bum around home doing some summer jobs and stuff waiting for when it was time for me to go up there but uh when I went up there, that guy that I actually met and told me about all this, he he had moved up there, and uh, uh, you know he he had he had a girlfriend that lived with him, and, and they had her kids living with him, and you know I kind of called up that farm and I was like, hey, great news! I, I got out of school early. I can start whenever you're ready. And they're like, oh well, the next internship don't start till this particular date. Um, so. Uh, so I kind of really didn't have nothing to do except bum around the house. But then they told me, you know, they were like, you can actually come up and you can go ahead and start. It's just, we won't have any housing for you. Um, so that guy that kind of introduced me to all this was like, well, I'm living up here now. Um, go ahead and come on up and you can stay with us until, um, until they get somewhere for you to stay. So it's okay. Great. And that's what I did. Um, when I got up there, um, he lived in, he, he lived on a farm, uh, right outside of Lexington. Um, and it was a, it was a really old farm. You could just tell from the barns and the different structures on it. And he lived in a pretty old house. Um, I, I would say the house was, uh, it, at least probably from the early twenties, maybe, maybe older than that. Um, you know, it was a two story house and had the big square windows on the bottom and the little windows upstairs with the bedrooms and stuff and uh really old tree out front look at this property and tell it's just a really cool old piece of property um it had a it had a an old rock wall in front of it and i don't know the whole story on this uh rock wall but 
you drive around Lexington and you see this uh, white stone rock wall all over the town. And the story I got on it was uh, that, you know, like late 1700s, early 1800s, that slaves built it. Um, I've heard other stories that said that isn't true, that uh, the original European settlers of the area or something built it. I, I don't know what's true and what's not true. Yeah. But most of the wall is not the original wall. You, and you can tell what is the original wall. What it, um, But the wall in front of this piece of property, it was the original old wall. Uh, just everything about this piece of property was old and cool, and, and I, I, I was digging it. It was a neat piece of place. It was, it was a neat place. But, um, um, but anyway, yeah, I moved in, and uh, I, I went to work at that farm, uh, everything was fine. Nothing, uh, too unusual. Um, you know, just nothing abnormal going on. Yeah. Um, I guess I had been there for probably about a month or so when, uh, when the first kind of weird thing happened, um, I was laying in bed in this, uh, uh, guest room they had that was on, the far wall of the house and the kitchen was kind of right behind this bedroom. And there was an old, uh, screen door, uh, on the back door, uh, that went into the kitchen. And I woke up and I wasn't sure what woke me up. It was some sort of slamming noise that woke me up. Um, and I remember it was, uh, it was two, two thirty, maybe three in the morning. And I kind of laid there for a minute, kind of wondering what woke me up, but you know, I was tired. I didn't really care that much, but I roll over and I'm trying to go back to sleep. And I hear the slamming noise again. And uh, I kind of roll over, look around. Uh, I'm still not too concerned about it at this point. But then it did it a third time. And now I'm kind of thinking, like, you know, mm. what is this? Yeah. Um, and then it did it a fourth time. And then it did it a fifth time. And I would say it's probably anywhere from 30 seconds to a minute between each time there's the slamming noise. And then I realized that it was the screen door on the back porch. Uh-huh. And when I kind of really started listening, like I could hear, I could hear the spring stretching tight on mm-hmm. the door. Yeah. And then the door just slams closed. Uh, it, it was almost like someone was just sitting there pulling it open and just letting it go and letting it slam. It was really weird. Um, and I was also hearing a rolling noise. Uh, one of the kids that lived there at the house uh, with these people, um, he he was uh, he was into skateboarding. I don't know. He was probably like a 12, 13, 14 year old kid at the time. Um, he was into skateboarding, and his skate he kept a skateboard on a, a little concrete slab on the back porch, uh, and it sounded like that skateboard was just sitting there sliding back and forth on that slab. Um, so I finally got up and I went to the window and I looked and I didn't see the skateboard on the back porch. Um, there was a, a porch light or something that was, that had all this lit up, but like I didn't see the skateboard. <laughs> so I was kind of wondering where that noise was coming from. Um, and, and the door was closed. Um, and I can remember looking at the trees and stuff, trying to see if the wind was blowing, trying to see if it was the wind catching the door. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was quiet out there. There wasn't nothing going on. Um, 
anyway, I went back and I laid down and it kept on doing it. Uh, the, the sliding noise, like what I thought was the skateboard started back up again. And I heard the door slam probably another two or three times. Um, and, uh, then everything just went silent. Uh, eventually I dozed off back to sleep and that was the end of it. Um, where, where is your head at right now? Uh, at this point, what, what, what's going through your brain when all this was going on? Yeah. Um, really, I didn't know what to make of it. Um, I, I definitely wasn't thinking any sort of, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, nothing paranormal. Yeah. I wasn't really thinking anything paranormal or anything like that. I, uh, uh, yeah, I just, I wasn't sure. Honestly, like I, I, I was fairly certain, you know, almost positive that that was that screen door I was hearing. And I was fairly certain, almost positive that that was those skateboard wheels that I was hearing rolling. Yeah. But I, I think I kind of just laid down and while I was dozing off, I was trying to come up with other things in my head. Like, what could this be? Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, this was a really old house and it, you know, all the houses up there had basements and stuff on them. And uh, I was, I was thinking there are pipes rattling in the basement or, um, something along those lines, you know, like I just, just from how it sounded and where it was coming from, uh, in my head, it just, it couldn't have been nothing else. Like it, it had to have been that door. And I pretty well convinced myself like that was that skateboard I was here. Yeah. But, uh, but, but, you know, like I just rolled over and I dozed off and I didn't get really any more thought after that. I woke up the next morning and went on to work and about my day. And, uh, that never thought nothing else about it. Not until later anyway. Um, but, um, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got up, went to work, everything was fine. Um, nothing really abnormal happened. I would say probably for another week or whatever. Um, I, I didn't say nothing about it to anybody. Uh, was it was you know, it still I, was it still nagging at you, or or had you pretty much kind of just put it off? No, I pretty much just wrote it off. Like after I dozed off and went back to sleep that night, and got up and went on about my day. The next day, uh, didn't I don't really think I even really thought about it anymore. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, not until later on <laughs> and some other stuff started happening. <laughs> uh, but, uh, that, you know, other things started happening. I kind of started, uh, kind of tying all this, uh, you know, what seemed to be insignificant stuff together mm-hmm. and kind of realizing like, mm, no, there's, there's, there's more to some of this. Uh, it was just too many, you know, it got, it got to be too many, uh, weird little things like that to just be able to ride it off like that. Your body wasn't Uh, letting you ignore it anymore. Yeah, pretty much. You know, and like I say, this is, this was the first thing, the first time for first everything. So I just really didn't think too much about it. Um, but, uh, like I said, everything was, uh, nothing abnormal happened for about a week. Uh, I never even thought twice about this, whatever those slamming noises were or whatever. Um, but uh, about a week later, which uh, I don't know uh, if anybody knows anything about uh, 
just the farm world, horse horse world, especially the thoroughbred horse world in general. Uh, everything starts early there. Like <laughs> 3 a.m. is like 8 a.m. <laughs> to them people. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, bless you, I, man. Uh, <laughs> Not yeah, for me. Like, I, uh, I was getting up, I guess, at like 4 in the morning, and, you know, I was dressed and getting ready to leave at 4.30, and I was at work by 5. Um, but, like, you know, about a week later, after that whole slamming door incident, um, I'm up at 4.30, uh, kind of sitting in the dining room area, sitting at a chair at the dining room, pulling my boots on. Um, and one of those big, you know, old-fashioned uh, square windows, it's – it's a really big window, but you know it's made up of individual panes of glass. I don't, I forget what they call those. Um, but anyway, you know this is like a probably at least a a five by six, maybe you know either a five by five or six by six, just big huge window. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm sitting there at the dining room table, sitting at this chair, pulling my boots on, and I looked out the window, and there was a kid <laughs> sitting in the front yard. And it's 4.30 in the morning, <laughs> um, you know, and, and like the only way I spotted him is there, there was a street light uh, out by the road. Um, and, uh, you know, like I, I, I could I, I, I spotted his silhouette and kind of, you know, kind of like rubbed the sleep out of my eyes, making sure I wasn't seeing things. Well, you know, once I kind of focused in on him, I could I could tell like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, there's a kid sitting in the front yard <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, I, uh, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was the same kid that I mentioned earlier, the one that was in the skateboard. Yeah. And I was like, what's this little freak doing out in the yard at four thirty in the morning? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, what the hell's wrong with you, man? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, and he, uh, he, uh, he, th- this house, if you stepped out on the front porch, uh, you step down kind of off a little concrete slab into the yard and they had these, uh, uh, white uh, rocks uh, that they'd kind of made a walkway that, you know, kind of went out and took a left and went towards the driveway where the vehicles were parked. Um, uh, anyway, I, uh, when I was inside looking at this kid, he was sitting on kind of that little rock sidewalk. Yeah. And he had his back to me. He was sitting on his butt. Uh, with his feet tucked under him, his knees up, and he had his elbows sitting on his knees with his hand, with his head resting in his hands. Uh, you know, just like, I don't know, just like you've, just like you'd see any kid, uh, kind of sitting up against a wall on a, on a playground at a, at a school or something, you know, just on so, the butt, legs up. So there was, there was a, knees. there was a massive amount of detail that you saw. Oh yeah. Th- like, this uh, wasn't, this wasn't just like a, a silhouette you you were seeing a, a full no, i seen him he he was wearing a white button-up shirt he had some darker colored pants on i mean it was nighttime so i couldn't really tell as far as what color exact color the pants were and i i don't really recall anything about what he was wearing as far as his shoes uh but uh he had uh darker hair probably black hair and i remember it was kind of curly um uh, wow. I, I i took a real good look at him you know just because I don't know. It just freaked me out. A kid being in the front yard <laughs> at four thirty in the morning. But uh, anyway, like I said, the only thing I could come up with in my head, I was like, "This is this is the kid I live with," and like, you know, like, what in the world are you doing out in the yard at four in the morning? Anyway, I I, I finished getting dressed and I walked outside and I was going to tell him like, 
get back in the house and go back to bed, you little freak. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but I got out there and there wasn't nobody there. Oh my. Uh, yeah. And, uh, like I, I walked to the front door. I remember walking to the front door and I pulled on it and it was locked. Um, and, uh, I, I went back to the side door, um, to kind of like look and see if, if this kid that I thought it was had went back into the house. Um, and, and it was still locked from where I locked it going out of it. And, uh, I, I didn't know what to make over to that point. Like, kind of freaked me out how much time would you think uh elapsed from the time that you last saw him looking out the window to the time you went out and found that he was not there oh man like i i grabbed my boots grabbed a jacket walked out the back door and around the house so maybe maybe a max two to three minutes from the time i took my eyes off of him till i was standing on that like where he was pretty clear line of sight all the way around if he had gotten up and started walking away you probably would have seen him um i don't know you know like i i i, I sat down at that dining room table when i was you know getting dressed and uh you know at that point once i'd got those shoes on those boots on I, I walked out of that room um and i lost sight of him at that point but i mean he was still sitting there yeah. uh, motionless uh on the ground or on that sidewalk when i when I lost sight of him. Did, um, did you notice, had he moved at all during the time that you were watching him? Nope. He didn't budge. I'll be like, yeah, nothing. Huh. Uh, and, uh, that would creep me but, out. Uh, <laughs> that would yeah, creep me out. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little weirded out about it. <laughs> um, and I don't know, you know, like I, I don't know why I didn't walk up to those kids room and, see if he was in the bed or not i don't know you know like i should have uh, looking back at it but uh i'm sure it was a deal where i was running late for work and you know like got some kid out in the country on this farm wandering around out in the dark like you know, whatever type attitude you know like <laughs> I, I just got in my truck and and, and headed off to work so um, let me stop you real quick so i mean having spent more time in that house and obviously you you must have had some interactions with the boy that lived in the house multiple mm -hmm. times um mm -hmm. with with what you assumed was him looking back on it now did it did it resemble him do you or or would you say that this was like completely different person no it resembled him um they were uh looking back on it um, this, the, the kid that I seen in the yard might have been a little younger than him. Um, but, uh, but they, they were, they, as far as like stature, you know, they, they were pretty close. They, yeah. they were, they were both kind of, you know, small, lanky, lanky kids. Um, the hair was a whole lot alike. Um, it, uh, you know, like, like this kid was in skateboarding and stuff. So he was doing that whole long-haired kind of grunge mm -hmm. shaggy sort of look um the the only thing the only thing that at, at the time when i was looking at that kid i think that would have possibly made me question like if this is actually this kid or not is what he was wearing i think that's why i noticed it so much because i was like i said he's kind of doing this whole skater boy grunge sort of look and this kid's in like some sort of oversized looked like it was two or three sizes too big 
white button up shirt mm. with the collar on it and stuff, you know? And I think, I think that's why I remember so well what, what, what he was wearing. It's just cause it didn't make no sense to me. Like, uh-huh. like, like why is this weird skater boy kid out in the yard? And, and why is he wearing these clothes? You know? <laughs> um, and, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I went on to work, I got home that afternoon and that was so weird that I, I asked him what he was doing in the yard at four thirty this morning. And he looked at me like I was a weirdo. Like, you know what I was talking about? And, you know, I'm like, are you sure, are you sure you weren't out in the yard at four in the morning? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I wasn't. I was like, okay. You know, um, and, and I told his mom and, and that guy, you know, like, like, like I'm pretty sure he was out in the yard at four this morning. Like there was a kid sitting out there. Like if it wasn't him, y'all, y'all had a kid sitting in the yard at four this morning. <laughs> and, 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 uh, same thing, you know, they were just like, um, okay, that's weird. Uh, what do you want to do about it at this point? You know? And I said, yeah, I don't know. I guess nothing, you know? Yeah. But, uh, anyway, um, let me see. This is kind of where I get lost. Uh, let me see what my notes say. Mm, okay. Yeah, I remember. So after that, um, I think, th- you know, things settled down for a few more days. Um, and it was kind of that deal. That was weird enough where I didn't just ride it off like I did the door. Uh, but but it was, it, it was still weird enough that, you know, like, you know, it, it stayed in the back of my head. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if that changed things. I don't know if I had kind of like a heightened sense of there's some weird things going on here at that point. Sure. And that might have been influencing me or some way. I, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if nothing changed and just, things legitimately started kind of ramping up on me. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, but either way, like things kept getting weirder on me. Um, a few days after all that happened at the same time as the whole screen door, it's again, like two thirty-three in the morning. I woke up again and I woke up to footsteps. Um, and they were on the ceiling, uh, directly above me. And, the these two brothers, the, the kid that I thought was in the yard, him and his little brother shared a bedroom that was directly above the room that I slept in. Um, and so I'm sitting here at two thirty three in the morning again, wondering like, why is one of these kids up stomping around <laughs> at two thirty three in the morning? Yeah. And um, and I sat there and I listened to it, and it, it wasn't like they were up there, you know, running back and forth. Uh, I don't know, get, getting into whatever 10, you know, 10, 12, 13 year old boys get into like, this was, these were hard footsteps. <laughs> it was a hard soul. Like it was, it was a pair of boots. Um, and, and they were just clunking and, and I could, I, I could hear on the ceiling, like right exactly where they were in that room. I could tell when they were standing by the door of the room, and I could tell when they were standing by the far wall of the room, they were just walking back and forth and, and they were, they were going the length of the room. They'd stop for probably 15, 20 seconds. And then they would walk back, you know, across 
the room again, and they would stop by the window on the far wall directly kind of above my head where I slept. So they were like pacing um, back and forth. Yep. They were pacing back and forth. And, uh, I, it, it, it weirded me out because I, I, I could just tell from the size of this foot and the weight of this person to be making that, that loud of a noise on the, on the ceiling above me. Something that shouldn't have been going on. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I could just tell it wasn't them, and like I said, it, it was a, it, it was something with a really hard sole on it. It wasn't skater boy shoes, I know that much. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it, uh, it, it was, it was a set of boots that somebody was wearing, and I could just tell it wasn't them, um, and it freaked me out. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, like telling the story now, I kind of feel like a wuss. Like I should have got up and I should have went in there and checked on these two kids that got a grown man walking around in the room with a pair of boots on it for two in the morning. <laughs> but, but you, uh, you, but know, you yourself were only what, 17 or 18. Yeah. I was 16, 17 years old at the time. Uh-huh. So, uh, so yeah, I was sitting there freaking out and, uh, I couldn't make sense of it. I was like, who in the world is, is up there, you know? Um, and, and I, I think I can remember getting up and going to the parents' room and kind of creeping, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of looking in and I, I think, I think I can remember looking in their room and I, I knew both of them were in their room. Uh, anyway, yeah, eventually it stopped and I, I don't think I ever went back to sleep that night. <laughs> I think I sat up all night waiting for some grown man in a pair of boots <laughs> to come walking down the stairs of this house. Uh, and, uh, and it never happened. And, uh, we got up the next morning. Um, I remember I had that day off. We got up the next morning and, and I was with them and the kids got up and come running downstairs. And I asked them about it again. I was like, Hey, what was going on in y'all's bedroom last night? And once again, they didn't know what I was talking about. Um, their mom, like they were looking at me like I was weird. Their mom's looking at me like I was weird. And I'm telling them like, look y'all, I was like for, for a good 30 or 40 minutes, like I will, I listened to some clunking going on in that room and, uh, n- nobody knew, <laughs> no, nobody knew what I was talking about. Uh, L- let me ask you. So like the time of night that you were hearing the screen door and, and what you thought was the, uh, skateboard. Mm-hmm. And then the time that you were hearing the, the footsteps above you, mm-hmm. are we, are we talking about, about the same time of night? Yep. It was uh, pretty close at the same time. Uh, I, I made that connection pretty quick that uh, things, things were, things were kind of ramping up and getting weird at around two thirty three in the morning. Wow. Uh, there, but, there's uh, some, there's some correlation to that. Uh, yep. That's strange. No, I didn't mean, uh, didn't mean to interrupt you, but uh, I thought that was no, worth no. mentioning. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it, everything kind of happened at two thirty or three. Um, like I said, it seemed like things would settle down for about an hour. Uh, and I would get about an, you know, 45 minutes to an hour's worth of sleep. And then I was up at four for work and, 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 and a lot of weird stuff would happen. Uh, when I would leave the house, like going out to my truck to go to work. Um, like what? 
Well, uh, after that whole thing, uh, with the footsteps, um, let's see, I trying to think about, I'm kind of trying to think of the timeline here. It was, uh, it wasn't very long. It was maybe a day or two, maybe three days at most. Same thing. I'm up in the morning. I see the kid sitting on the sidewalk. Again. Um, Again, same exact position. Like, Pretty much the same story I just told you a minute ago. Oh, same wow. Thing. Yeah. Same position, same exact same spot, uh, sitting the exact same way, wearing the exact same clothes, uh, everything. Everything's exactly the same. Wow. Um, except this time, um, kind of like what you mentioned earlier when I took my eyes off of it, mm-hmm. except this time, instead of going out the back door, I went, I went and got my stuff. I walked back into the dining room. I looked. He was still there, and I walked out the front door this time so that I would walk out of the front door and directly be on the kid, you know? Yeah. Because uh, at this point, I want to know who this kid is. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I I mean, I, I must have took my eyes off him for maybe 15, 20 seconds this time. And just in that amount of time from looking at him out that window, walking to the front door, unlocking it and opening it and looking out, he wasn't there. Oh, man. Um, went out, locked the door, walked down the sidewalk and I walked right where the kid was and I bent down and I touched the sidewalk where the kid was and it was warm. Uh, yeah. Like he had been there. <laughs> like I pretty much convinced myself I wasn't crazy. Yeah. Like, He's there. This rock's cold. This rock's warm. You know? Um, anyway, um, I looked around, um, was trying to figure it out. I, I thought that I seen some motion or something coming, uh, from behind this, uh, this, this big oak tree that was in this yard. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I was being bashful or if I was freaked out or what the deal was. I didn't really holler or do anything like that. I just, I just stood there for a minute looking, um, uh, just trying to figure out where this kid ran off to. Um, w- whatever that motion or, or whatever it was I was seeing behind that tree went away and uh, I didn't see it for a while. Probably, I you know, I probably stood there for a couple minutes trying to spot it again and I never did see it. So, I continued on my way walking down the sidewalk and down the uh, driveway to my truck. And uh, a pretty good-sized stick. I mean, this thing's probably anywhere from 8 to 10 inches and, you know, maybe maybe a half inch, maybe even pushing a full inch, probably about a half inch, three-quarters of an inch round, comes flying through the air uh, and pegged me in the side of the head. (laughs) (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) And, you know, like I'm looking around. I didn't even know what direction it hit me from. It kind of like hit me hard. Um, I remember I kind of like looked to my left and there was there was a horse paddock over there with some horses in it. And I looked over there and I see nobody and I turned back and I was looking over back towards the house and I didn't see nobody. And, you know, like there, this this driveway is, is clear of trees and stuff like that. The only tree in this yard is this big old oak tree on the other side of the yard. I mean, it, it had to have come from that direction, you know, like it had to have come from this tree. Uh, I picked up the stick and it was like, it, it was an oak tree. Like it was from that tree. <laughs> uh, wow. and, uh, uh, that 
that that that when that that's when I really started getting freaked out. <laughs> so when, um, when you noticed you noticed some motion behind that tree, mm-hmm. was it just like a, a a flash or a blur, or did you? No, it was like movement. Um, but, I would almost say like I couldn't tell if it was the wind blowing uh, limbs around and you know just kind of limbs of the tree bobbing, yeah, or if it was something else moving around back there. I couldn't tell what it was. Um, like I said, everything kind of settled down and quieted down. And, and I stood there for a couple of minutes waiting to see if it would move again. You know, I was trying to tell if this is, is the tree or in the wind kind of blowing stuff or if it was actually something back there and, and everything stayed quiet for a couple of minutes. So, so I wrote it off and I walked to my truck, uh, and then I got pegged inside the head with a stick. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but I never seen it. <laughs> Whatever it was, I never seen it. Uh, I did get in the truck, and I cranked my truck up, and I turned my truck. I kind of drove through the yard a little bit. I turned my truck, and I put the headlights towards the tree. And there, there was nothing there. Uh, I couldn't see anything. Um, and, uh, you know, like uh, I, I, I turned the truck, and I scanned the I scanned the yard with the headlights going towards the tree and instead of backing out the same way I pulled the truck into the yard I just pretty much just turned completely around in the yard because I wanted to scan the entire yard with the headlights uh, and, and I you know I kind of slow rolled my truck through the front yard of this place and I, I didn't see anything you know uh, I remember shining the lights down into the horse paddocks and stuff and um I spotted all the horses that were out there. Um, uh, I remember trying to look at the fence line real good, trying to see if there was some kid creeping or crawling, you know, from like fence post to fence post or something, trying yeah. to sneak away from me, and I, I couldn't see anything. Um, like I said, <laughs> that's not saying that some kid didn't peg me in the head. I'm just saying, like, I got pegged at 4.30 in the morning, in the middle of the night, <laughs> out in the country on a horse farm. And the only thing I'd seen was a little kid. <laughs> it's like whatever people want to make of that, that that's, that's what it was. Uh, but, uh, that, that one, that one was weird. That one freaked me out. Uh, you know, like I got, I actually got hit by something at this point. Um, and then, uh, I think things kind of quieted down for a day or two, which, which that, that kind of seemed like it was a pattern to me too. Like things happened at two thirty three in the morning. I would see things at four thirty when I was leaving for work. And then we'd have a break for a day to two day or two, maybe three days. And, and then it would all start up again. Um, so kind of like what you were mentioning earlier, like with the pattern, like I don't know if the two or three day break in between all this is part of the pattern or not either, but yeah. that's kind of seemed how it, that seemed like how it fell. Um, uh, the next thing that was kind of weird was uh, I had a day off and, uh, and they were there with me. I think the kids were at school, but you know, the adults were, were the parents were there with me. Um, and I walked into the kitchen and uh, the laundry room was uh, off to the side behind this kitchen. And there was, um, and it, it's really weird. I don't know how to describe it because I caught just a, a very quick glimpse of it. But uh, 
there was a black guy standing in the doorway between the kitchen and the laundry room. And he was kind of leaned forward. He had his elbows on each side of the doorway, kind of leaned over, kind of looked like he was resting, propped up on his elbows, leaning against this door jam, uh, and his head was down. He was looking at the floor. Um, Same thing. He was wearing a white button-up shirt that was too big for him. It was really dingy, really dirty, and he had some dark-colored pants on. Uh, Shirt was tucked in with no belt. Uh, and and it freaked me out. <laughs> like I didn't know who this guy was in the house. And I turned, kind of looked behind me at, uh, you know, these people I lived with. Um, and they're just in there watching TV, <laughs> you know? And like I turned back around to look and he's gone. Like nobody's there. Um, and, and, I, and I wrestled for that one for a while. I didn't mention it because it was one of those weird things in my head. I was like, since I caught just such a quick glimpse of this guy and, and I was thinking I'm, I'm already so freaked out about this kid that's pegging me in the head with sticks in the morning <laughs> and all this stuff. I was like, is, is my brain playing, playing, ugh, playing tricks on me now? You know? Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, everything that I was kind of telling them, they thought, they thought I was weird, you know, <laughs> like I'm asking the kid why he's up at night, you know, playing with the skateboard and the screen door and why they're walking around with boots on at two in the morning and all this stuff. And let me and ask it's like now, <laughs> let me ask yeah, you yeah, this. Go ahead. your, yeah. your interactions with the, the other adults that lived at that house, when you would bring this kind of stuff up, their mm-hmm. reactions, obviously they were, you know, not, not gonna uh, pander to what you were having to say, but no. <clears throat> was it, was it a very quick response by them? Like, Oh no, that's crazy. And then just move on. Or did they engage you at all? I guess what I'm getting at is where their were, were their dismissal of your, your experiences like really mm-hmm. abrupt and then move on because maybe yeah, making, that was, making you they, think they, that were. they knew they knew, but they didn't want to talk about something like that. Um, I didn't really catch that. It was kind of a weird deal. So the guy, he would kind of like, you know, I guess be nice about it <laughs> and kind of, kind of, kind of let me sit there and tell him what I heard humor you, uh, yeah. or, or what I seen, you know? And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it seems like we talked about it a couple times and he kind of like, let me sit there and talk it out to him. I'm sitting here trying to decide if I'm crazy or not out loud in front of him <laughs> and he kind of like, uh, just kind of sit there and let me kind of talk it out to him. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of it, you know, he was just kind of like, I don't know, man, like, I, I, I think this is, I think this is all in your head. You know, like I, th- I think you've seen or heard some stuff that kind of freaked you out and you're just kind of, you're just kind of coming up with the rest of the stuff in your head. Yeah. And, and you know, and at the time I was like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> you know? Um, and, and, and the woman, uh, his girlfriend, it was totally different with her. She wrote it off really quick, but, but it was really strange. She, she told me, uh, that no, like she, she had lived, um, on a piece of property that had, uh, spirits, ghosts, extra treasure, whatever, it, whatever you want to call it. She, she had lived in a piece of property 
and dealt with this kind of stuff and had experience with it. And she was like, I'm telling you, there's nothing here. There's nothing on this property. And, and she dismissed it really quick. So like he didn't believe in the stuff, but would let me talk it out with him. She did believe in the stuff and didn't want to talk about it at all. But shut you down. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, I guess in her head, she had seen some stuff before or something or had some experiences and she wasn't getting that vibe from this place. So she either that, or she wasn't willing to, uh, acknowledge that it was happening again. Yeah, maybe I'd never really thought of that. Until you mentioned it just now, but maybe, maybe that could have been what was going on. Um, but yeah, I didn't really talk to her about it anymore because after she kind of wrote me off so quick, um, which, you know, I was kind of getting that vibe from her anyway, with me asking the kids, <laughs> all the stuff that I was asking them, uh, yeah. you know, she, I, I just didn't talk to her about it very much anymore. I could tell she didn't like it. <laughs> uh, so, um, that's kind of where we went with it. Like I said, once I, once I seen the black guy in the laundry room, um, doorway, uh, like I said, I walked in the kitchen, seen him, got, got a quick little glance of him. Like, uh, you know, kind of freaked me out. I, I didn't know anyone was there. Um, turned around to kind of tell them like, Hey, this guy's here. You know, like, I, I didn't know. I didn't know if they'd called a, a plumber or if he was a, a hand that worked on this farm yeah. or, or what he, I, I didn't know. I didn't know who he was just seen him. He startled me, uh, turned around to kind of see, what they were doing, turned back around and he was gone. And now like when uh, you saw the, when you saw the child sitting outside against the wall, mm-hmm. you said he was motionless. He, he wasn't moving at all. It was just. Yeah. He was motionless. What about the, what about the black gentleman? Um, I didn't really see him move. You know, he was, he was kind of slumped over. He had his elbows against the door jam, kind of resting on his elbows and he was looking down and, and, and he never moved either. Like he, he never looked up at me. Um, uh, nothing. Your explanation of, of how he's in that doorway with his elbows against the door jam. I get, mm-hmm. I get the impression in my mind's eye that he was like, um, he was res- responding how you would after something traumatic, you know, like yeah. bra- bracing himself, yeah. hanging his head yeah. down, trying to, trying to get a breath, you know, trying to take stock of something that just happened. I just, that's yeah. the, that's uh, the vision I have in my head of it. Yeah. You pretty much, yeah, you nailed it. Um, you know, uh, at the time when I seen him, you know, like my first impression of was like, he's tired, <laughs> you know, like he's worn out. Like, I honestly was thinking that he was, he was a hand that worked on this farm and maybe this guy that I stayed with, um, like had let him come in to get a glass of water or something. You know, yeah. like, uh, like I, I, that's, that's the impression I got when I seen him is like, he, he's tired. And even your description uh, of, of the way the, the boy was sitting almost seems with his hands resting in his, uh, in his hands mm-hmm. seems like sorrowful to me. Yeah. 
yeah, I guess it could be. I mean, I'm not trying to put anything that's not there, but just by your descriptions, I'm, I'm getting an overall sense, uh, an overwhelming sense that what you're seeing were the remnants of, of something that uh, was bad. Something, something bad happened there. Um, you yeah. know, either so, a death or, or. Yep. Uh, yeah, definitely. That That's, you know, once, uh, Hindsight being 2020, you know, once I got away from that place and kind of looked back on everything, uh, yeah, that's definitely the impression I got from it. Um, but, uh, um, the, you know, the, and, and another thing about it, all this was, too, is uh, this guy that I lived with, he he, he had a dog. Um, it was like some sort of a border collie mutt. But, uh, but this dog was trained very well and it was a very good, uh, you know, uh, inside dog. He, the, the dog stayed in the house most of the time. He, he took the dog back and forth to work with him every day. But you know, when he was at the house for the most part, the dog was in the house and, you know, sit, stay, speak like, yeah, it was this really good, well-trained dog. Um, he, this dog didn't bark. He didn't jump on you. He didn't beg you for food. I'm just saying all this to say, like, you know, this dog wasn't a nuisance. Right. Um, but this dog would just randomly stare at stuff and start growling. Oh. Um, and and this went on the whole time uh, since day one when I moved in. Um, um, and, you know, after all this stuff started happening, I started putting two and two together. I was like, me and this dog are the only ones that are seeing this stuff, you know? <laughs> exactly. And, uh, uh, like, they're sitting here, like, getting on to the dog for growling. Uh, he can't figure out why his well-behaved dog all of a sudden is, like, barking and growling in the house and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's just because we're all living with ghosts, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, after uh, after I seen that guy... Um, it, it was relatively quiet, uh, like I said, for another two or three days. Um, the uh, They came to me. Um, this was all cold weather. I, I can remember, like, I had jackets on and stuff when I was leaving work. It, it was cold weather up there. and uh, But by, by this time, this stuff had been going on for, for several weeks, and we were into spring, and I remember they uh, – they came to me and said the kids were out of school, uh, I think on spring break or something. I can't remember, but, uh, they were going out of town for a week and I was going to be the only one there, which I was like, yeah, okay. But in my head, I was like, Oh, oh crap. <laughs> yeah. Come um, take me with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so they packed up and left and went on vacation and I was, it was just me and the dog staying at the house all week long. And, uh, well, at least you had the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had the dog to growl at him with me. But uh, they, uh, I came in from work, and there was a there was a glass of ice water on the kitchen counter. Um, which at first I didn't think nothing of it, but then I was like, wait a minute, I'm the only one here this week. <laughs> like, what is this ice water doing here? And literally, and like, literally like, with ice cubes in it. It had ice cubes in it and it was sweaty. Like it had been there for a while, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and like, I remember I called the landlord cause he was the only other guy with a key. 
And I asked him if he'd been to the house or anything. And he was like, nope, man, is everything okay? Like, yep, everything's good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you know, he's like, no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Why, why are you calling me after that? What's going on? And I told him, I was like, no, man. I was like, it just, I was like, uh, just, just some stuff wasn't where I left it. But, uh, I guess, you know, I moved it or whatever. And that's what I told him. Like it, it just looked like someone had been there and I was just making sure that nothing was going on. Anyway, yeah. so me and him hung up the phone and, uh, and yeah, like I sit here and look at this ice water. I'm not really sure. Like, I mean, I don't know if it sounds dumb or not, but it just weirded me out that there was a glass of ice water there and I just could not figure out how the ice water got there, you know? Um, and, uh, whatever, I poured it down the sink and went on about my business. And that was the only weird thing that happened that day or for a while. Anyway, um, another two or three days passed. They, we're still out of town. And again, I came home from work. Um, and I walked in and it was only the hot water. It was the hot water in the shower was running. Uh, and, and like I said, it's an older house. It didn't have that big of a hot water tank on it, but it was just hot water and the whole bathroom was steamed. So the water hadn't been running that long. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, if it had been running all day like that, there wouldn't have been any hot water left or anything. Um, and, 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 you know, like, I don't know, like people can make what they want out of those two stories, but they just, they're not really like freaky or scary or nothing. Oh, I disagree. Just, <laughs> I disagree. If you're, yeah. if you're the only human there, um, yeah. you know, like with the size of the farm. So mm -hmm. I, I got to ask, um, I assume there were, there were hands that that worked on the farm or that possibly stayed um, on another building on the, on the property. Yeah. There was like two or three hands. Um, I don't think they lived there and he had a, uh, kind of like a ranch or farm manager type guy that did stay on property, but his house wasn't anywhere near ours. Um, and then you had the owner that was probably, uh, I don't know, a, a quarter mile or so down the road. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, this, this place was, uh, several hundred acres, you know? Um, and, uh, so the, like, so the it, likelihood of anybody else that, that worked on or stayed at that property was, yeah, was you, not, not responsible for what you're, I, I, I don't think so. I've, I've kind of learned to never say never, but, uh, the whole time I lived there, uh, none of these employees of this place ever came to the property for anything. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we didn't, well, we knew the owner cause obviously he owned the house and like we knew the ranch manager guy, he would, he would stop by and, and you know, talk out by the fence with us and stuff. But uh, as far as the actual, uh, ranch hands and stuff, uh, no, like they, I, I didn't know them. I don't think, uh, I don't think anybody else really knew them. Um, you know, they just, stayed to themselves, did their work and they, they, they had no reason to come to the, come to the property. Yeah. Like they, they sure didn't have a reason to come into the house. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, you know, it just, uh, is, is a weird deal. Like that's, that's kind of what happened that week is, uh, there was a glass of water waiting on me one day and the hot water was running in the shower when I got there one day. Um, and that's very strange. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't make heads or tails of it, but at this point I was kind of freaking out because, um, uh, 
I was like, you know, they like the kids chunked a stick at me. <laughs> uh, I was like, there's there, there's there's a glass of ice water, and now the hot water knob on the shower's turned. So I was like, they can move stuff, <laughs> you know, like um, this isn't like uh, you know like Casper the friendly ghost. It just like kind of <laughs> goes through walls and stuff. He can't really pick nothing up and do nothing with it like no they can't they throw a stick at me <laughs> like they turn the shower water on you know yeah, yeah. um so i was like you know at that point that that's what i was freaking out about i was like what are they gonna do <laughs> well i mean can can they can they pick up a knife or something and stab me or you know like i didn't know i didn't know what what all they were capable of um and uh, i think that's what worried me the most about all that um and uh Everything was pretty quiet, you know. Um, uh, I, I remember because no one else was at the house that week. I remember the dog stayed pretty close to me. And I don't know if the dog just, like, stared and growled more that week or if I just noticed it more because he stayed closer to me because yeah. I was the only one at the house. But, like, pretty much the ice water, the shower and the dog stayed pretty close to me all week long, looking at stuff on the ceiling, growling, you know? And, uh, and that, that's pretty much all that happened that week. But, um, not too long after that, same deal, you know, probably a, a day or two after all this, um, they, that I remember they were, they, they, it was, an, it was only a day or two before they were going to be coming back in town. And, um, uh, I did my normal routine, got up at my normal time at four, was dressed and ready to go by four thirty, and I walked out of that side door in that kitchen, going around the house to my truck, just like I did every morning. And the bedroom light in the kids' room upstairs was on. Mm-hmm. And um I thought it was weird that it was on. And then I was walking to my truck and I was thinking about it and I was like, that shouldn't be on. Like that hadn't been on all week long. Like, yeah. you know, I was like, I, I would have noticed that yesterday morning <laughs> when I walked out. The, the entire house is dark except there's one bedroom upstairs. Like, you know. Same bedroom that I you just, heard the footsteps on. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got to my truck. Um, I turned around and I looked um, and black guy was in the window looking at me. Um, Oh yeah. And and this was the first in the bedroom. Mm Mm-hmm. This was the first time any of them had looked at me. Uh, it freaked me out. I don't know. I just, (laughs) I I just just, get chills on that one. (laughs) Yeah. Like just, just seeing them, you know, was, I, I guess freaky enough, but, but when I turned around and I seen him and he was looking at me, there's no doubt he's looking at me. Like it was, it was pretty much eye contact. Um, that, 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 that one unnerved me. Um, I, I didn't know what to do. I, I got in my truck. Um, and, uh, I remember I got in my truck and I looked again and he's still there. He's oh, still standing. No way. The window. He's still, he's still looking at me. And, uh, like I said, it's it's springtime up there at four in the morning, so it's still kind of cool, you know. And I'm I'm driving an old seven three Ford, so I'm sitting here like cycling these glow plugs, trying to get it to where I can bust this truck off. And 
I remember I'm looking down and I'm looking at the light on the dash and or on the cluster and like it finally I finally get the truck cranked and I looked up and he's still there and he's still looking right at me. Oh, you kidding? Um, uh, and, and I don't know. Like at this point, I was just like. Uh, like I can't ignore this. <laughs> like, what what do I do about this? You know, and and I waved at him, and he waved back at me. <laughs> oh hell no! And, and he he turned around. He walked out of view of the window, and the light went off. And um, that that one that bothered me so bad that I I was I was out. <laughs> I I never spent another night in that house. Um, I uh, I I called up them, uh, you know, like uh, asked them when they were going to be back in town. They're like, "Oh, we'll be back by tomorrow." And I was like, "Okay, well, when you get back, you're going to let the dog out because he's probably about to crap all over the house because I ain't going back home tonight." <laughs> and um, and they're like, "What?" You know, and 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 I started kind of telling them what what I seen, and they. Uh, uh, you know, same same thing. They they didn't really believe me. Um, yeah, but uh, he but yeah, waved. That was it. I think he waved back at you. He waved back at me, which well, I say waved. He just like picked his hand up, kind of uh, threw a few fingers up, acknowledged me. You know, uh, and uh, oh my word! And, and even that, you know, startled me. Um, but when I seen the light go off, uh. I was, I was like, I was like, yeah, um, he's the one <laughs> he, he's, he's the reason for all the weird stuff that's been going on in the house, you know, yeah. uh, kind of, kind of was all confirmed by all that, you know? And, uh, and like I said, I don't know. It was just, it, seeing him was freaky enough, but, but that guy looking right at me, me waving at him, him and not acknowledging me back, uh, that 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 was it for me. Um, any any kind of expression on his face or just nope. <laughs> he just kind of plain Jane just just kind of this thousand yard stare, you know. Um, and and you know he he part of it too was it was a it was an intimidation thing because um, because he was a big guy um, he was. He's six foot tall. Um, he wasn't like a he wasn't like a Green Mile John Coffee sort of guy. But yeah. if if you had to give this dude like a, a bench press and some protein powder, like he he would have been a big dude, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, it, it just uh, yeah, like that 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 was just the end of it for me. I uh, I told that place of work that uh, things weren't working out where I, with my living situation and they, you know, within a couple of weeks, they somehow, some way figured out somewhere for me to stay on the farm. And, uh, I pretty much stayed in the hotel room for two weeks until I got that lined up. And, and yeah, that, that was the last night I stayed at that house. Uh, I, I, I just, uh, well, I can't say that I blame you at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of debated on whether or not um, I wanted to tell this part of it because this is all just hearsay. I, I can't prove it. I don't know how reliable it is. 
Um, I don't know whether it's completely made up or whether it's true. I, I don't know. But well, having said that, I think it's worth saying then. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I uh, you're you're I, giving I, full disclosure. Yeah, I, I did. I did mention this stuff to the uh, that guy that was the uh, farm manager of the place, um, just because he kind of stopped me. Um, I think when I was kind of you know like getting my stuff out, and, you know, was just like, oh, you're moving out. Uh, that other farm got you a place or whatever, and I told him, yeah. And, and I kind of mentioned to him that, that weird stuff was going on around the place. And he asked me about it, and, and I told him some of it. Um, and, and several weeks later, I went back over there um, because I, I, I had a couple horses with me, and I, and I kept them there at that farm. And I was over there kind of messing around with my horses, and he came up and talked to me. And he said, you know, um, he said, you know, this – this this is the scenic byway that we live on. Um, you know, it's it's got some of the original rock wall in front of it. Um, and, and I was like, yeah, um, like I know, like you know, I was pretty much telling him, like I, I, I know there's a rebuilt wall, and I know there's the original wall, and and uh, I think about ninety percent of this wall that runs around this town is mainly rebuilt. It's not the original, but. This, this piece down this stretch of road, this property's on, is still some of the original. Well, he was saying that um, when this house was built in the early 20s or something, um, that when they were digging the basement on it, uh, he he thought that he remembered hearing stories of, of a grave getting dug up. Really? Um, and the conclusion that he came to is it must have been somebody building a wall. Um, which I, I don't know, you know, back then when that type of stuff was going on, uh, I don't know. I don't know how it worked up there. If, if, if someone just dropped on you, if you just, you know, as bad as it is, just, just chunk them off the trail or if you dug them, uh, a legitimate grave, I don't know. I don't know how all that stuff worked, yeah. but, um, uh, but he said, you know, like he, he thought that he had heard stories of that, that when the basement got dug up for that property, that, um, that, that there was a grave that was dug up. Um, and he also said that the original people that built it, that uh, they had a 12-year-old that died of pneumonia in the house. 12-year-old boy? Yeah. And... And like I say, that's that's just hearsay. Yeah. He he wasn't uh, sure or official about anything he was telling me. He didn't know exact dates. He didn't know nothing. He he was just saying, you know, like you told me this stuff the other day, and I got to thinking about it. And these are some of the stories I've heard about that house. And uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's just stories. I. I think it's weird that he heard stories right, that yes. dealt with the same same age people <laughs> that I was seeing. Um, I don't know if he made that up. <laughs> you know, like I don't know if he tailored his story to fit my story. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if there's any legitimacy to it at all. Uh, 
Well, the, but, the uh, thing that, the thing that strikes me about your um, your descriptions of both the the child and the um, the man, white shirts, oversized on both of them, dark yep. pants, um, and the kids' clothes were clean, and uh, you know the black guys' clothes they they were dirty. He'd well, been working. You you could tell. You know. Well, it strikes me. You know, after after slavery, I can't even say it, slavery was abolished. Um, mm-hmm. There were still there were still people that you know once they were free, the the only jobs they could get would be to be like a um, a house servant, right? And yep. you know, I I wonder. I just wonder if that was that was part of, you know, where he had, where he had worked, where he he worked until he died. You know, yeah, was was yeah. he a was he a house servant for, for that that home? Yeah, possibly. Um, you know, and I, uh, I mean, it, it's been it's been a long time since I've looked any of this up, uh, but uh, you know, I, I even kind. of, I, I I tried to confirm some stuff about this wall, uh, and, and like I said, it, it seems like everything, the, the the stuff about the house, the stuff about the wall, like everything. There, there's there's multiple stories uh, on everything, and and you're kind of like kind of left wondering which one you're going to believe, and and that even the stuff about the wall. Um, uh, I, I even Googled it yesterday or something, you know, when I when I knew I was going to be talking to you, trying to kind of refresh my memory on everything I looked up back then. And and it was the same story, like there's two different stories out there. Some of them say that uh, the original immigrants from Ireland or, or somewhere uh, built the wall. And then there's some that say no, that it, it was slaves that built it. And uh, it was referred to as the slave wall for, for a lot of years. Um and I don't know. I don't know which one's true. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how prevalent slavery was back in those days in that area. Um, you know, I don't know. I just it was, it was kind of one of those things. You know, outside of Wendy, didn't really help. Nobody really believe a whole lot of what I was saying and thought it was weird. Yeah. And uh, I, I just gave up on it. You know, I just did my best to put it out of my head. And, not worry about it. Um, well, you know, and, and that's understandable. And, and quite honestly, um, that is ridiculously common. You know, people just yeah, run yeah. into too much pushback and, and you, you would rather not deal with that, that roll of the eyes or that uh, condescending tone when they're, you know, telling you, ah, yeah. you're, you're nuts. That didn't happen. Um, yeah. and you know, and it, and it wasn't just everybody, uh, it wasn't just the uh, it wasn't just the attitude that I got from everybody else. Like even with me, um, uh, I really want to go back and listen to that episode of yours that I started that we mentioned earlier because, uh, uh, you know, I was raised up in a pretty conservative Christian household, and uh, you know this stuff, even you know, made made me question <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot of uh, a lot of things and where I stood on stuff and. Uh, uh, well, I would encourage you to, even 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that because um, the the wealth of information that you get from uh, Archbishop Christina Rake, um, it, it's flooring. It really is. Yeah. It really opened my eyes to um, the the different religions throughout the world who have closed closed people off to the idea that you know this stuff is is doesn't happen is is bad um that you shouldn't you know you should ignore it and and not have anything to do with it um really a refreshing uh take on on the whole paranormal right and you know um i i hear stories all the time about you know when 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 people pass uh you know uh they'll say uh I had this dream about them and they, they told me this. And so I know everything's okay. Or, uh, a crow landed outside his window and, you know, uh, or, uh, something, you know, and, you know, for, for, for a long, long time or when I was a kid or whatever, you know, you hear this stuff and, you know, you just kind of like everybody else, you kind of just like, Oh, okay, that's good. And you write it off. It's like, you think it's them doing whatever, telling themselves whatever they got to tell themselves to make them feel better about something. Yeah. When kind of after all this, I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> like, no, I, I think some of these people may really be seeing some of this stuff, you know? And, uh, uh I don't know. You know, I like, can tell yeah. you from personal experience that, uh, it's real. I mean, it is 100% real. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so once you yeah. once you moved out, you got out of the that environment. Anything ever transpire having having left that property? Um, there's been a few things that were kind of weird over the years. Uh, nothing near like it was on that property. Um, 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 there there's there's been there's been some times uh like i uh i was i, I was a paramedic for a for a private nine one service uh in east texas for uh for right at ten years and and there were some times that i was i i would be places uh like nursing homes or hospitals or something up on the floor of a hospital or something like late at night um and and I would think that like somebody was behind me, like slammed the door or something behind me, or I seen somebody turn a corner and, you know, uh, go something or whatever. And, and you get down there, nobody's there. Yeah. Um, but, but it, it's, it's just not, it's kind of like that screen door situation. You know, it's like, it, it wasn't, it, it's been stuff that wasn't quite weird enough mm-hmm. to uh, get me to think about it too much. Uh, and it's, you know, not something that I want to bring up to people and tell them about just cause it just, uh, there, there's a whole lot of different possibilities of stuff that it could have been, you know? Um, and, uh, there, there was one other situation. Um, and I really didn't tell really anybody about this when I, I I told my dad a couple days ago, actually, that I was going to talk to you and, and I, and I told him about this and he's the first one that I've really told about it. But, um, um, 
my, I, I stayed on a piece of property, uh, with, uh, with my ex-wife and it, it was a thing where her grandparents had a piece of property and several houses were on the property, um, that the parents had, or somebody, you know, had, had built, uh, over the years. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a deal where it's just the grandparents and the kids and just everybody stayed real close. Yeah. Um, over time people moved on to, you know, bigger and better things, bigger houses, had more kids, needed a bigger house, whatever, whatever the situation may be. So when me and her got married, there was a, there was a house, uh, on the property. Uh, it's a house that her grandparents were in and her grandparents were uh, to the point where they were in nursing homes at that point. Um, I, I met her grandmother, um, but her grandpa, by the time I met this girl, um, I, I don't know what his diagnosis was. I don't, you know, it was Alzheimer's or dementia or something. Uh, but he was, he was in a mental state to where I, I, it wasn't a possibility me getting to know the guy, you yeah. know, like, uh, he, he didn't know I existed, but, um, but I seen him, you know, the few times that they brought me to the nursing home with them. And, uh, I seen pictures of him, you know, on all the walls of everybody's house and stuff. I, I knew what he looked like. Um, but he had passed, he, he, he had died several years before this and we were living in the house that, that these, that these, this couple used to live in before they went to the nursing home. And I fell asleep on the couch one night. And I don't know if I was asleep and I dreamed it. I don't know if I was awake. I don't know. But I was asleep on the couch. I looked down, um, and I seen this old man, her grandpa, walk down the hallway. Um, he come to the end of the couch, uh, and he looked at me, and he told me, he said, this, uh, this little lip right here on the floor where it goes from uh, carpet to tile into the kitchen, threshold he was like you need to be careful that little lip right there will trip you and i said okay <laughs> and he turned around and walked back down the hallway and and that was it and i assumed that i dreamed it uh, really weird dream but whatever i thought i dreamed it um and the next day i told her i was like i had a really weird dream about your grandpa uh well she kind of looked at me weird you know because I never knew the man and, uh, it had been years since he had passed, you know, like just a weird, weird, random thing to tell her. Um, but I said, yeah, I was like, I had a dream that he walked down the hallway and stopped and told me to be careful stepping over that little lip right there in the, uh, kitchen threshold between where the little lip between the plastic and the tile, or I'm sorry, between carpet and tile. Yeah. And, uh, and she kind of like grabbed her mouth or whatever, or gas or something. And I was like, what? And she was like, he, he tripped, he tripped on that and fell in the kitchen and, uh, busted the back of his head open pretty bad. He, he bled a lot. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, that outside of the Kentucky stuff, that's really the weirdest thing that's ever really happened. And, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know if I was awake. I don't know if I was asleep and dreamed it. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, what's your but, gut? Uh, what's your gut tell you? Whether I was awake or dreaming it, either way, it was, it was real coincidental. 
um, that I had a dream that, you know, this guy told me to be careful, don't trip on that. And then I told somebody about it and they were like, uh, yeah, he tripped on that and he hurt his head, you know, um, it's just weird, (laughs) you know, like, uh, so I don't know. Well, Uh, like you said earlier, I mean, there's, there's been countless number of people that, uh, I've heard and talked to that have had, had people visit them in their dreams and, and those people have been gone for, for years. Yeah. It's, uh, it's strange, but you know, uh, really outside of that. And, e- and even that, what I just told you, that was, that was at least 10 years ago. You know? Um, so, uh, you know, outside of that, uh, not, not really anything in the recent recently that's, that's really happened. So, well, Justin, my friend, wow. So where's, where's <laughs> your head at as far as, uh, the paranormal goes now. I mean, I would have to think that uh, you you would be in the camp of believing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think there's stuff there uh, that, uh, that that we don't know, and, and and you know, we're I don't think we'll ever really be able to explain it. Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm still a Christian. Um, you know, I, I still believe in. Uh, a heaven and a hell and, and, and I have a lot of questions about a lot of things, but I'm just kind of, I just kind of take the uh, stance of, uh, I just got to do what I got to do to, uh, to get to heaven. And I'll ask my questions then, you know, yeah. like, uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of hard questions. I mean, and especially, um, I hope I'm not going down a bad rabbit hole here, but, especially in my in my line of work you know i i, I there, there's there's been a few pretty rough things that i've had to be a part of I would and, imagine. and and i've um i'm, I'm at the point where uh i've told a couple of different people that uh you know, uh, the, the questions, <laughs> the questions that you got and the questions I got, and, uh, they're, they're just, above, they're just above our pay grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we just, you just got to accept what, what you got to work with and, uh, be smart enough not to question too much stuff. Uh, you know, and that's just kind of where I'm at. It is what it is. I've seen some weird stuff in Kentucky. I can't explain it, and I'm not going to try to. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I, I've agreed uh, with everything that you said. I, I will disagree with one thing where you say um, to to not question. I think it's really healthy to question. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think God's gonna God's gonna frown on you for asking questions. You know, I know. Yeah, and and I don't necessarily think that. I guess it's just kind of one of those things where. Uh, me personally, I'm the type of personality that uh, if I can't figure it out, I'll I'll run myself crazy, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> trying to figure it out. And uh, that's just the conclusion that at some point I have to come to is like, mm, I can't figure this out. You know, like I just I just, I just got to stop it, <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, or I'll obsess over it, you know. And uh, 
but uh, but I understand what you're saying as well. Yeah, you're you're right. Uh, there is there's a the health there's a healthy line of um, interest and 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 inquisitive being inquisitive. Uh, but if it gets to the point where it's, uh, becomes an obsession that that can be detrimental. So I do agree with that. And, uh, I don't know. That's just kind of me and my personality. I, I analyze, I overanalyze everything. <laughs> uh, but, uh, um, yeah. Anything, you know, I, anything uh, in your experience with being a, um, first responder that, happened that in your opinion there's no way it should have um wow that's a tough one um um, honestly in a way um I think medicine as a whole is, is pretty amazing. Um, and, and I think, I think if you, I don't know how this is going to come out. You might have to help me here. <laughs> I, I don't, uh, I think if you, if you look at anything, we've pretty much reverse engineered everything. Um, and what I mean by that is like, it wasn't really till, I started looking into anatomy that I realized how complicated, how do I say it? Like how complicated and how simple everything is all at the same time. Okay. Um, the, the way that I learned anatomy and the way I relate related stuff, uh, to be able to learn it and understand it and remember it was, uh, honestly, I related it to like rebuilding a small block 350. Like everything's there. Like there, there's an air intake, there's an exhaust system, there's a fuel pump, uh, you know, there's a, there's a wiring, yeah. there's uh, everything, everything's there, everything, everything that small block 350 in it has in it to make that vehicle go down the road like your body has in it. And it's like, then I realized like everything we do, or not everything we do, but, but, but everything we've built, uh, every sort of little engineering neat little engineering thing you can see that people have come up with like for the most part if you look hard enough you can find that same design in your body somewhere right um and i'm just like you know <laughs> like we we really didn't come up with all this like we, we just kind of reverse engineered uh something that already existed um uh, and uh um, all that being said, you know, like I've seen some really, really, really critical people, uh, that, that you just think shouldn't be able to walk away from this. Uh, but, uh, you know, us knowing what we know in medicine, um, and understanding how a lot of things work, um, you know, doing your protocols, doing what you've been trained to do, uh, you've watched them turn around and start to stabilize right in front of your eyes, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's the best part of my job. Uh, I've, there, there's been times where I've been tired and burnt out and sick of it and tired of the politics and everything that goes into insurance. That's probably a whole 
podcast on its own. Um, but, uh, you know, just about the time, every time over the years, I've, I've been ready to walk away. Like I, I get one of those calls and, uh, and, and, and you watch something like that happen in front of you. And, uh, and, uh, and after the call, uh, you've, you know, been to the ER and you drop them off and you rattled out this report and told everybody what you did and you typed up your report and everything's settled down and done and over with. And you kind of look back and you're thinking about it. Uh, and you're just like, wow, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, that's, that, that's amazing to me. And, uh, and like I said, I, I can't believe we can do it. I don't necessarily think that it's something, uh, um, I don't really have a whole lot of, you know, any, any sort of paranormal stories or anything like that, uh, involving my work, but just, uh, I don't know the, the stuff these people get up and do, uh, every single day just seems like it should be impossible to me, you know? Uh, but, uh, I don't know. It's amazing. It's amazing what, what, what they can do, what we can do. So, well, Justin, thank you for what you do. I appreciate it. Thank you. That is, uh, that is very admirable work. And uh, I've got a newfound appreciation for it. My my daughter recently uh, began her career as a registered uh, respiratory therapist, and awesome. uh, she, you know, in the in the short time that she's been doing it, some of the some of the experiences that she's been thrust into. Uh, in the in the emergency area of the hospital she's working at um god love you people man uh, i i couldn't do it um no well i don't know i mean if i had the training uh, i imagine i imagine if you knew what you were doing just about any of us could do it if you had any compassion oh, yeah. whatsoever but yeah, um, yeah anybody could do it to to take that on as a um how you want to make your living. I think that's very admirable. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of, for me, it's kind of like the horse thing. Uh, back then, uh, the last thing I wanted to do was get a real job. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, so I, so I tried to make a living in horses and, uh, uh, it didn't work out, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm still pretty much doing that. I'm, I'm not ready to get a real job. Uh, I love what I do. So, uh, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't even consider it work or anything like that. I, I, I do it cause I enjoy it, you know? So, um, well, again, thank you for what you do. I appreciate it. And honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, sir. Thank you so Same much here. for, for doing this and, and agreeing to sit down with us. It was, uh, it's going to be a great show. Awesome. You did I appreciate wonderful. it. You did wonderful. I'm, uh, cool. I'm, uh, I'm glad I did it. I was, I was pretty spe- uh, skeptical at first, but uh, I've enjoyed it. Good. Good. All right, sir. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you. All right. Thanks. Good night. I want to hear your story. I want to hear your experience. So email me at contact.uncomfortable.com at gmail.com If you enjoy the show then leave us a rating and a review on iTunes Share the show with your friends Share the show on social media 
Make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. All at Uncomfortable Podcast. And until next week, my friends, stay uncomfortable. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.